The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Take it from the gun, from the pistol. Keeping himself untouched into the end zone. Welcome to the greatest show on earth with the greatest athletes on earth. It feel good to get that monk out far back. Um, it just feel good, you know. Um, Got to move on to Detroit now. You know, we ain't win the Super Bowl yet. We, it's just one game. We just got to keep. Stay focused. Asking you shall receive. Uh, last week when we talked about the game of the week, Chiefs at Ravens, I asked, I begged for Lamar Jackson to make this a rivalry. First movie quarter today is Mike Epps, Day Day from Friday after next. Bam, we got action. The plot thickens. <laughs> When it comes to the AFC East, AFC's hierarchy yeah. and power structure, what did you think of that show they put on last night, Michael? Oh, I thought a lot of the show they put on last night, and I'm glad you called it that. It was uh, shown up for show. It was great. And what, when I was watching it, Mike, I thought, one, I thought of you saying, hey, Lamar, you got to win this. Even though it's not Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson, you got to win one of these games because he was 0-3, now 1-3. But the other thing I thought of was, this is what it takes to beat Kansas City. I mean, you think about it. You know, Baltimore, he talked about the monkey being off their back. I don't think he was talking about the 0-3 record versus, Balt- uh, versus Kansas City as much as he was talking about being winless on the season and getting their first win in the season. But when you beat Kansas City, I, 
the, the, the blowout in the Super Bowl, relative blowout in the Super Bowl was rare. People just don't beat Kansas City like that. If you're going to beat Kansas City, it's going to take everything you have, so much so that your next game might be affected because you exhausted so much just to get at least one more point uh, more than the Kansas City Chiefs, which is what Baltimore did last night. So this is what it takes. They did it one time. Is it sustainable? That's the big question. But a nice start. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We ain't going to the Super Bowl. That doesn't uh, matter. Oh, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. This, yes, this is does. not. This is not just a, a, a week two game at home that doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme right of things. This does not mean this. This this is not about. Well, part of it is avoiding open two. This is look. I know Lamar has won a playoff game, and that's right. the ones that really matter. But right now, this is the biggest win of Lamar Jackson's career. Full stop. Easily, it's the biggest win of his career. Cause whoa, I'll go predator on you. I'll go predator. If it bleeds, we can kill it. And what they did last night was they stopped the inevitable. They they served notice, not even not just externally, not just to Kansas City. Because if you're the Chiefs right now, you're looking at it like, look, if Clyde Edwards Elaire holds on to the ball, Bucker's kicking a field goal, we're getting out of there with a win. Okay? If you're the right. Chiefs right now, you're looking at it like, yo, we it was 35-24. How we go scoreless the rest of the way? Like it's we, 30, we don't blow leads. We right, overcome we leads. We don't blow right. leads. So if you're the Chiefs, yeah. you're like, okay, you know what? If you're Patrick Mahomes for the first time in your life or in your, in your professional life, you've lost the game in September and thrown an interception in the month of September in your career. So if you're the Chiefs, that flight home was you, you're fine. You're like, you know what? All right, that's on us. We we gave that one away. But if you're the Ravens. You serve notice to yourself because I don't care what they were saying all last week. I don't care what Lamar Jackson was saying. That's what I was saying to you. I don't care what Lamar Jackson was saying. They knew that they had to slay that dragon. They knew that they had to kill those aliens. And, and when the game started the way it did, with Lamar throwing two interceptions to, to Honey Badger, with the Chiefs, you want to talk about like unfair. They wasn't lighting it up to Tyreek Hill or, 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 or Travis Kelsey or Clyde edwards Elaine. They were throwing it to Pringle and Demarcus Robinson and 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 freaking Blake Bell and Jerick McKinnon was I mean and it was like nine ten different people was catching balls. It's like this is just crazy. But the Ravens last night show yo we got a cheat code too, and Lamar did what he had to do because it's no different than every other great player or every other great team. Like once you do something, like you could always draw back on it. Michael Jordan used to always say, once I hit that shot against Georgetown, I could take every shot after that, and not care whether I made or missed it. If you are the Baltimore Ravens. And the Chiefs are usually the team to overcome deficits. The Chiefs are inevitable. The Chiefs are the ones that seem like they can't be beaten or can't be stopped. And no matter how you did it, you stopped them. That's huge for their psyche. I don't know if that's why you were pointing to your head, but this was this was the psycho this was psychological warfare, and they survived this last night. This yeah. is huge for them going forward. No, I was. Because now, if they would have lost the game, they would have set up there. Lamar would have set up there last night. Said, "Hey, it's just one game. We're zero and two. We got to move on to Detroit. You know, like our season's not over. You know, it's not about me versus." They just said all the right things, but you knew by the way they reacted last night that that meant more than one and one. That was more than avoiding zero and two. Beating Kansas City. If you ever gonna get where you're trying to go, you got to go through them, and that's a huge step forward, a major step forward. Well, because like I was saying last thing. week, if not now, when? You got to do it in order to do it. You got to prove to yourself and yeah. them that you can do it. So now they know they're not the only ones with a cheat code. You got Lamar Jackson.
You were about to be unanimous. I was about to unanimously, uh, well, not unanimous. I was about to give you like a 97% uh, agreement rate. I'll take it. Until you said you have to go through Kansas City. Oh, rotten City. tomatoes. Until, until you said you have to go through them. Look, Kansas City, I think, is the best team in the AFC. Now, I'm not saying they're the best team by far and that nobody can see them. I don't feel that. I just feel like if you're going to yeah. deal with them, uh, you, you, you better, uh, you just better not have an off day. You can't have an off day yeah. and then beat Kansas City anyway. Just like well, Kansas City, well, though. Look, Kansas City, you know how the brackets fall. Have an off day and win by a point, right. So, you know how the brackets fall. May they, they may not see them in the playoffs. They may not right, see them. They, right. they, you know, like so Kansas it. City could not get, yeah, 100%. But they're the, they're the class of the conference, right? You'd agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think they are. And the reason I'm pointing to my head, you're right, is knowing, is knowing that you did it. Knowing that you knowing got is it half done. The battle. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. That's great. But it's not like, or, or, or let me look back. Oh, okay, put it this way. There are some victories where you say, if we do that again, if we play like that, nobody can touch us, including Kansas City. Well, this wasn't one of those games. Like, as a matter of fact, it didn't if have to be. does that again, it, well, it does. Oh, wait. It's not like... No. It, it's we're not, not doing it, well, we're not doing it like nine times out of you're ten. They don't win that game thing, are we? You're, no, what I'm saying... What, no, what we're doing is, you're saying, hey, now that Baltimore has done it, you're making a Michael Jordan comparison and all that stuff. I think we may be going too far. Baltimore beat it, beat Kansas City by point in a game where Lamar Jackson threw a touchdown pass, had two interceptions, and they were down by 11. What I'm saying is that's not the model. That's not the formula to follow. You follow that formula again, and you probably lose by 20 or 25. So it's not like yeah, they, I, there's a relief. Respectfully, of, there's a relief of winning like, the game. Well, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. There's a relief of winning the game. I just want to say this. There's a relief of winning the game. That's legit. Yes. Finally, one in three versus Kansas City. We won't have to hear this trash no more. But there is no relief from, oh, that's off the, we can check that box. We know how to deal with Kansas City. Eh, not necessarily. Eh, not Respect, necessarily. Well, okay. R- respectfully, they know that. Also respectfully, that's irrelevant. Like, I, I just, I'm hearing you. I'm listening to you. But I ain't hearing you on this one because I'm like, if you're, if you're, I don't think when you're playing at Kansas City or really when you're playing at anybody right now, that you know, you're looking at the things you can do better. Of course you are. Everybody is. You know, win or lose, everybody's saying. Even Tom Brady, who we'll get to later, five touchdown passes at 44 years old in year 22. Tom Brady, like I could be better, right? We'll come to that later though. But what I'm saying about the, the Ravens is the model of beat Kansas City is to wait for it, outscore Kansas City. However you get to do that. Whatever the circumstances are, you will take it. You, you're, you're, there, there is no model to beat them like you're talking about. You're saying you got to play a perfect game to beat Kansas City. Clearly, you don't have to play a perfect game to beat Kansas City. They did not play a perfect game. Uh, the Ravens did, didn't, excuse me, and they still managed to survive against Kansas City. That's why I use the Predator quote. If it bleeds, we can kill it. It's about survival when you play Kansas City. It is about weathering the storm when you play Kansas City. You're not going to go out and just dominate Kansas City I mean, again, like you said, the blowout in the Super Bowl was such an aberration. That's not how it goes when you play them. And usually when you think you got them blown out, they're only a couple of plays away from coming back. So if you're Baltimore, yeah, you're going gotcha. in the film room, you're going to the lab saying, yes, we got some areas that we got to improve on. And yeah, we got out of there with a one-point yeah. win. And if not for such and such, it could have gone the other way. All fair. But that's that pales in comparison to the confidence you now have knowing that 
you can come back from a deficit against Kansas City. You can be the people coming back versus being the victims of a comeback. And you cannot play your perfect game, despite all the gaudy numbers from Lamar Jackson, both passing and rushing. Fourth guy, uh, fourth career game with 200 passing yards and 100 rushing yards. Nobody else is even close to that. You know what I mean? He's, he's one of a kind. All right, for all the, all the great things he did last night, Lamar's probably thinking about those two interceptions, saying, hey, I can't always right. get away with that. Right. But what this gives you is knowing that when it's not your best day, like you, you don't have to always, you don't have to bring your absolute best to beat them. You beat them when it's not your best day. That's double. That's a double exactly. win for them. That's a win in the score column. Yeah. And that's a win psychologically for happen. Baltimore. That's not, not to say that the next time they play, hey, listen, hey, it doesn't. Hey, it doesn't hey, have hey, to hey, be hey. sustainable. Okay, it's still well, significant. If that's, if count Even that's, if it's not sustainable, it's significant. The next game may go di- will probably go differently. But if you're Baltimore, you know that you can beat them. Before yesterday. You thought you could. Now you know you can. You may have believed you could. Now you know you can. It doesn't matter what I believe. It matters what I could prove. Okay? It's not what you know. Okay. It's what you can prove. And they proved last night that they can beat Kansas City. That's huge. Regardless well, of if you want to nitpick their I'll performance or not. Okay, I'll tell you this. Mike, uh, we have, uh, thankfully, uh, one year, one year in running one year and counting into the uh, into the brother from another program. Let's call it a program. We got a lot of people who check us out and listen on uh, Sirius Channel uh, 211 and check us out on Peacock TV, watch us on YouTube. Uh, they listen uh, as a podcast. They do all kinds of things. They consume us in a lot of ways. And so our, our audience is quite diverse. I think we have some psychologists in our audience. And I think psychologists call what you just described from Baltimore, your <laughs> theoretical from Baltimore. Hey, if we can do that, hey, hey, we don't have to play our best and we can still win. That's called deluding yourself. You are deluding yourself, Baltimore. I'm delusional. You think you can go out there, if you can go out there and do that, hey, we can win like that. That's not, you can't do that. You do that again, you're going to be, you're going to have your feelings hurt. You're going to be trampled. You know, okay. You're down by All 40 right. points. Okay. Mike, don't do that again. You know, you there's can't do one that word again. that you don't haven't do used. That. We thir- we 13 minutes in it has a word you haven't used. Yes, but you insinuating it. You implying it or at least I'm inferring it. You said everything and stopped just short of saying it was lucky. That's what you really want to say. They got lucky. <laughs> That's what you really yeah. want to say. They, you yeah. know what? They're lucky. They're good. They, should, they didn't deserve to win. They, did. they didn't deserve to they win. Did. Kansas City no, put no, the no, bed. No, I didn't say that. That's, 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 that's what you're saying. No, that's what you're I saying. That's that. what I'm hearing. I hate that phrase. That's what I'm no, hearing. Part, I can hear I'm Jimmy, yes. and that's what you're saying. That's what you're saying. <laughs> like, oh, that's, yes, that was a fluke. Call yes, it a it fluke. Was lucky. It, it was lucky. It was flukish. Uh, whether they deserve to is. win. First thing on a Monday, Hayden. Who am I to say? You can't get one, you can't get through one segment without Hayden. Who am I to say whether they deserved it or not? I mean, Okay, you, you won the game. Got Anybody to do who wins it. the game, it, right? Anybody who wins the game deserves to win it. But is it lucky? Yes, it was lucky. It's. I'll. I'll. I'll say it this way. What is the likely outcome? What's the likely outcome when your quarterback throws two interceptions against Kansas City? When you go down by eleven to Kansas City in the second half, what's the likely outcome? Before last night, points, likely before you are last likely night, to lose. It was a loss. And. But they didn't. And most they didn't. They came before back. last night and after last night. Do it again. <laughs> Do it again, and we'll see what happens. It's all about consistency. That's whack. 
That's whack of you. Okay, so okay, so so the only way only way you be impressed by Baltimore last night is either come out and run for, for four hundred yards. I'm impressed. And Lamar would have thrown for three hundred yards. They would have shut Kansas City out. They would have shut. That's what would have impressed you. You 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 great. Okay, it's a style points for you. I didn't see. No wait wait wait. I didn't. Now you're going in you're going in different directions. I didn't say I wasn't Am impressed. I? I was impressed by certain things it. happening in that game from Baltimore's perspective. <laughs> and and. I was rooting for Baltimore in the game. Don't ask me why I was rooting for Baltimore. That's none of your business. But I was rooting for Baltimore to win the game. Okay. And that happened. So I'm not I'm not putting any uh, I'm not casting any judgment on them. I'm just saying big picture. No, you're casting forward, aspersions. Baltimore, what you're doing? Here's here's a great here's a great thing about Baltimore. Uh, unlike some of these organizations, some of these no count organizations, ragtag, cheap, sorry organizations Baltimore is all about winning it is judged that organization is judged by championships it has a championship a standard. Franchise so winning as as Lamar Jackson as Lamar Jackson said he's absolutely right come on y'all we ain't win the Super Bowl it's week two we beat Kansas City that's great but that's not really what we're playing for and so no if you if I go by the Baltimore standard great good yeah. job last night in September but in January, February, that's not good enough. Yeah, I'm not that's gonna let you downplay this. I'm sorry. I'm not gonna let you downplay this because if no, they, because okay. if it goes the other way, if it goes the way Very it would look like it was going when Travis though. Kelsey was going through the defense, if it goes the other way, everybody, including you, is saying Baltimore, you ain't you ain't about that life. Baltimore cannot be taken seriously. Lamar Jackson wants this contract, and Baltimore wants to be considered a contender. Ravens. Baltimore, if you can't not beat Ravens. Kansas City. You cannot be taken seriously. That's what you and everybody else would have been saying today. So they go out and win, but they don't run away with it. Like, exactly yeah. how are you supposed to beat Kansas City? You've already said that the Super Bowl was an outlier. That's not how you beat Kansas City. Well, they don't lose very right. often. So tell me what a win over Kansas City is supposed to look like in a perfect world. How is it supposed to look exactly? Supposed to win by 20? Well, I think so. Not turn it over at all? They get paid too, no. as they say. Well, well, well. Look, I, you get it any way you can. I agree with that. You get it any way you can. That's all I'm saying. But understand, but there is a, that's not, okay, that's one sentence. Next paragraph, or same paragraph. Get it any way you can. Congratulations. However, comma, if you try to duplicate that, it's going to be a problem. It's not going to work. So yeah, if you, just they, know. You I don't still, think they're going to go in saying, let's fall behind little, by 11. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think that's part of their next title. game plan. If they see each other again, I let's fall not. behind by eleven. Let's throw, throw two picks in the first quarter. They got things they could do better, and certainly Kansas City knows that they got things they need to clean up. Otherwise, we may be like having a different though. conversation today. Some folk live like that. Let's be adventurous. Let's be crazy. I want to be in a difficult situation. Nah, see if I can nah. get out of it. Come on, man. Let's, Life's too boring. Let's take, I let's do take this break. Crazy. Let's take this break. Speaking of adventurous, once upon a time, golf on on fourth and one. Would have been bold, would have been crazy. That's the norm nowadays, especially when you got Lamar Jackson, right? We'll unpack more of week two on the other side. Interesting. You were captured on NBC as saying to Lamar, do you want to go for this? Was there ever any doubt? No, there wasn't, but I, uh, I just, maybe I wanted to be sure myself, you know? I, I knew he was going to say yes, so, uh, but we were going for it at that point. Would there have been a doubt if it was any other player or quarterback if he didn't have Lamar? Well, I, Mahomes, I bet they're going for it too with Patrick Mahomes. How about that? Lamar 
what was the conversation with coach like before that last fourth down call? Oh, you want to go for it? I'm like, hell yeah. Again, I said it again. Um, like Seattle two years ago. And he told me to play. I'm like, oh, we should spread him out. And Coach Irv, James Irvin, my QB coach, he like, you got to go. I'm like, man, I got to get this first down no matter what. I got to jump, dive through a defender. And uh, Olan did a great job pushing those guys back. Got the first down for the victory. All that preseason stuff, none of it matters. Like, that's a beautiful thing about football is like, I say all the time, that you still got to put the ball down. You still got to play. And whatever team put the work in and is on their stuff, it's on the details, that team's going to ultimately, hope, hopefully, end up winning, you know. And that's why I, I don't blame them for thinking that we wouldn't be. I mean, we, we haven't done what we've wanted to do for the last couple of years. You know, we haven't been to playoffs since 2016. You know, I don't, I don't blame that thought process. But at the same time, like, just as a competitor, you're just like, look, I, I don't care about any of that. Just put the ball down and let's see if we, see if we can turn these into wins. Now, we've started 2-0 and before, but we got to keep going. You know, we, we can't let this thing, we can't let this thing go downhill. So, uh, keeping the mindset, staying in the process, staying in the channel, those are all the things that matter. Yeah, I don't know if we've uh, uh, formally announced this or not, but uh, Derek Carr is the official quarterback, a brother from another. Uh, I'm, I'm sure he yeah. realizes that. Uh, I know you agree with me on that. Uh, still, you know, we got an official quarterback and an official Tyler. wide receiver. We got an official wide receiver. So we'll get Chase? to that later. Who, Jamar Chase? No, no, he's a, he's our he's our WR two. He's our WR two because our WR one needs to have better hands. And so okay, we'll our get, WR one is dope. We'll, okay, so we'll talk about him later. Um, he's in my he's in my feed. But, uh, he's in my, you know, you might want to check. You might want to check my feed. Uh, anyway, go ahead. So. Things that we weren't certain we'd be saying in week two, uh, the Chiefs are not in first place. Uh, first place in the AFC West is currently occupied by the Broncos and the Raiders. Now, I do remember, it's so funny, I remember this because uh, we had one of our technical difficulties. Now, I remember asking Sims the question, and then we had like a 15-minute gap when we were trying to get Sims back, and I was like, you know, hey, let me ask that all over again, because I was, the day that the, that the, that the uh, that the Broncos announced that Bridgewater was the starter. Um, I was like, hey, this team on paper, I know you hate that, but this team on paper, they could be a sneaky good team. They could, they could be decent. Yeah. They got talent at a lot of positions. It was obviously a quarterback competition, and Bridgewater is not the long-term answer, uh, presumably, but the Broncos could sneak up on some people, right? Um, and here they are, 2-0, and on the road, no less. Now, I realized it was the Giants who don't look great. Realized it was the Jaguars, right. but two on two and on the road is two and on the road. But let's focus on the Raiders though for a second here. Right. Um, okay. You know the Raiders, man. I know Pittsburgh's got problems, but that's not Vegas's problem. Okay, that's not the Las Vegas Raiders' problem with Pittsburgh's shortcomings are right now. I think. And look, I get the skepticism. Because they've gotten off to good starts before, only to fade down the stretch. But what the Raiders have proved so far, okay, because the the transient property, if I'm using that properly, the transient property certainly doesn't apply to professional sports. So since the since the Raiders beat the Ravens, who beat the Chiefs, that makes the Raiders better right, than the right, Chiefs. Right, or right, since right. the Raiders 
beat the Steelers, who beat the Bills. That makes the Raiders better than the Bills. No, it doesn't work that way. However, I think what we know, given that they've beaten Baltimore and on a short week and shorthanded went to Pittsburgh and beat the Steelers, I think it's, I, I, I will, if, even if I, get, if I have to eat these words, fine. The Raiders are for real. I have no problem declaring the Raiders for real after two weeks. I know there's 15 weeks for, for them to, to become the, the Raiders and start to beat themselves. But in the meantime, they've showed that they can beat anybody. They can hang with and beat anybody. And yesterday in particular, yeah, that's right. beat somebody one-dimensionally. They didn't even have a running game yesterday against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh will take away a running game anyway. But yesterday, they were down Josh Jacobs. And Derek Carr put the game on his shoulders. And he is in, again, very early, through two weeks. That's all we got so far. Hell yeah, he's in the MVP right. conversation. This, this, go, this is back to 2016, okay? And so, I just last thing I'll say is, again, Derek Carr is like, nice he's placement. not getting too ahead of himself. I'll get ahead of myself and say, how fitting and how poetic would it be if Tom Brady went back to the Super Bowl to play against his MF? Derek Carr, right? That would be phenomenal. Right. <laughs> yeah, but there's a long way to go. But in the meantime, hey. the Raiders ought to be taken seriously. They're legit because that guy's legit. Couple things here on that highlight that we just showed, that deep pass to uh, Henry Ruggs the third. You see what happened with Derek Carr. There are a lot of things to like about Carr, and people don't give him his props as they should. I, I, dare I say it? Yes. Uh, this phrase is overused, but in this case, it's appropriate. He is underrated. Um, he is often looked over. But one of the things I like about that clip is you see that the defender was coming. Coming for He knew he was going to get hit. And he stood in there. Mm -hmm. He didn't rush the throw. He stood in there. That's always been take a pop. the criticism of him. And, and he threw a good ball to Ruggs, and Ruggs scored on that one. That's one. Here's the other thing. About hey, the Raiders. Real quick, Go before ahead. you get to the other thing, before you get to the other thing, uh, allow me to interrupt just to give props. I want to draw attention to it. Um, I don't look at your feet, yeah, yeah. but I'm looking at non-believers. You can check the step. Is he check the stats? He said something else. I, I wrote with Shahid in the Brothers Abstract. In the Brothers yeah, brother Abstract. abstract. Yeah. Brothers know the time when Quest is in the jam. I never let a statue tell me in the heist I am. Coming with more hits than the Braves and the Yankees. Yeah, yeah. So when you said non-believers, you can check the stats. I was like. I know what he um, did there, so I just wanted to point that out. Thank you, I appreciate thank you, thank you. it. Listen, thank you. I just, I, listen, we yeah, we write, we do these speed items for us. It. We get off on this. Yeah, we no. get off on it. The, nobody, ain't nobody even looking that, at that. We get off on it. It's the writers and us. Hey, you know, like, hey, hey if two or more, uh, if two or more come together, in my name. <laughs> Listen, all I need Come is one. In agreement. All I need is one. We got to stand in yeah, agreement. Right. One give, person got to get that reference. Give, that's give me it. one. That's it. So what was your second thing? Give me one. Thing? Give me what was one. Your thing? And, and, and it's cool. But here's the second thing about the Raiders. And you said the Raiders have arrived. I think I'm going to give you a second on that because you can disagree with the, the, the thought process of, of building their team. See, everybody focuses on Gruden and the front, uh, Gruden and and this the the sizzle of him and, and the huge contract that he has and he was there for but Mayock I think I'm gonna give Mayock props you don't always agree with him but nobody has ever said Mike Mayock doesn't know what he's talking about or Mike Mayock doesn't know what he's looking at he was one of the most respected mm. draft analysts when he was well okay maybe some do some do 
But most people don't. Oh, a lot of people. I mean, I know some you look. <laughs> that, hey, you might know what he's talking hey, about. What he's doing, that's been, the, the jury's well, been out on him. Well, wait a uh, minute. On his, probably his personnel Wait decision. a minute. But I, two and, and listen, two and O's, two I like, and o. Not just two and O, but look at some of look at some of the pieces on the Raiders. I mean, look they at the running back. Third round pick each of the last two years, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. The hey, the running back, uh, the the linebacker from Clemson. I mean, like they just. It's oh, a well, okay. Well, he cra- he's crapped out quite a few times, but. Uh, okay. Continue. Uh, well, didn't we just show? Didn't we just show Henry Ruggs running down the field? So that was a surprising. Yeah. High yeah. draft pick. A lot of people didn't. A lot yeah. of people didn't like Leatherwood as a first round pick out of Bama. But right. I, I right. think they have. It's not always going to be perfect, but I like that he has at least a vision for what he wants it to be, and that will take you a long way. Even when some of those draft picks don't work out. Look at any of the. Look at the top organizations, top five team builders, for for lack of a better phrase, and you put the Ravens in there. And, and, and four other teams, whoever you think is the best, even those teams have had some misses where you say, okay, what were you thinking there? Point yeah. is, it's not, no it's not an exact science, but I like what he is trying to do. He and John Gruden are trying to do with this team, trying to uh, bring in a certain kind of profile to the Raiders, a blend of the old school Raiders, which is... Yeah. Uh, Did you go to Clemson uh, or Stabler to, to <laughs> Ken, Ken Stabler to Cliff Branch? Uh, yesterday, car, car the rugs, stable the branch. Well, yeah. I mean, look, there's some there's some teams that say that's a good predictor of what they'll do in the NFL if they played on the biggest stages and the biggest games. You don't have to worry of what they're going to do when they're in front of seventy thousand, seventy five thousand people. I like what they're doing. I'm not sure they're a championship team right now, but I'm I am sure that they're a nice little watch this ten and seven, eleven and six. Kind of team. I like doing the 17 game thing. 10 to 6, 10 to 7, 11 yeah. to 6. No, and look, and Vegas fans will take that right now. Are you are you a believer uh, in the Broncos? Um, or no. is it just Jacksonville? No. Okay. Yeah. No, no. I'm not uh, no, I don't I don't believe in the Broncos. Um, I and I'm 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 curious about what you see on paper that it, that leaps off the page. I'm looking at the same paper you're looking at, but it's just kind of I'm, I'm, I'm not um, I'm not wowed by what I see with the Broncos and some nice pieces, some nice pieces, but I, I don't think they're well, one I of mean, the top seven teams in the AFC. I don't think they're a playoff team. I, I really don't. I don't see it. They're why, I, mean, I, I was looking at it like, okay, I, I love their draft. Um, I was looking at their start on offense, this, the skill group. With the right quarterback, I mean, they got they got people that can that can fly. Well, that's uh, a problem. That wide receiver, tight end. <laughs> well, there it and is. They, and they gave and 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 they complimented Melvin Gordon with Javante Williams, who I love. This is going back to the off season. Uh, and defensively, yeah. I mean, they still got quite a few carryovers. I mean, you know, I know they haven't always been healthy and available, but whether it's Von Miller, whether it's Bradley Chubb, whether it's Simmons, I mean, they got they got talent on both sides. You know, you're not wild by Vic Fangio as a head coach, but I, I just I thought that they could be an interesting group that's that was being overlooked. You know, you try to identify the teams. You're like, hey, who's who's somebody? It's hard. Look, in the in the age of the internet and that? fantasy football, it's practically impossible to be like, who's a team that nobody's talking about? Well, somebody's talking about everybody. Like nobody's flying right. under the proverbial radar anymore. 
I just try to look for a team that wasn't an obvious playoff team like Kansas City, Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Indianapolis. Those were your like everybody had some, you know, combination uh, of those teams and maybe some others going to the playoffs. I was like, who's kind of, you know, just not getting as much love as maybe they could. Now, again, 2-0 could turn into 2-5 and five in no time. I don't even know what their schedule is. I tend not to try to look at the schedule because that's not a predictor of anything. But if you can go 2-0 on the road, it sets you up nicely. And this is a theme I'm going to come back to yes. a lot today. And even with both Carr and Bridgewater, it's applicable. Carr a little less so because he got the big contract. Uh, and he's been there for quite a while. But... Um, you know what? Put up put up that graphic that we just showed about the two and O teams right now, because it might. I, I'm wondering how many it is. I know it's the, it's these three at least, and it might Seven. be more. Um, so, Vegas. No, no, no. Not how many teams. Ve okay, okay. Raiders is one. Raiders is one. Broncos, Panthers. Yeah. Look, and you could say the 49ers, but they got their guy in waiting. So those first three teams, none of them have the quarterback of their dreams. You know, I, I went I went last year, last week with, you know, you can't be with the one you love, love the one you're with. The Broncos, they didn't want Teddy Bridgewater for that matter, Drew Locke, to be their quarterback. I mean, they would have loved to have gotten, I mean, I didn't, now, granted, in the first round, they had an opportunity to take one. That but chance. they took Patrick Sertain, which looks like a great pick. Looks like a great pick. So they had an opportunity to take a young guy, but they were very much at the forefront of the Deshaun Watson uh, discussion. Watson just wasn't trying to go there, right? Carolina. Same and, thing. And David Tepper, the owner Reportedly, there. Aaron Rodgers. Reportedly. There you go. Then, that, right. I like, you know, let, let the rumor let the rumor mill tell it. That's, I'm glad you said that. Let the rumor mill tell it. Denver is Aaron Rodgers' next home if he keeps playing beyond this year. Okay? Or if, if it doesn't work out in Green Bay. Same thing with David Tepper in Carolina. And I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. I want to give some love to Sam Darnold later. But, like, Darnold was yeah. like, a, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get him on the cheap from the Jets as they moving on, but like we're not like sold on this dude being the guy, right? And obviously the Raiders, again, Derek Carr is the MF. You know, it's Tom Brady's MF. So, but all those teams sit here at 2-0 and to a lesser extent San Francisco, they got Trey Lance, but he didn't even play yesterday. And I know Jimmy Garoppolo didn't set the world on fire, but they're 2-0 nonetheless. So just the point being that it's like, you can sit around, you can look for, you know, the perfect franchise quarterback. We need a top five guy, we need an elite guy, this, that, and the other. But you know what? You look up and the guys that you kind of settled for, that 80% ain't so bad. That 80-20 rule, that 80% ain't so bad. I won't get back to Sam Darnold later on, though, but you, know, you get the last word before we go to break. You know what, Mike? I promise. No, I'll say, yeah. you know what Denver is to me? You know what Denver is to me? Denver is, mm. uh, a, a, so there are some bad teams that, you know, that just aren't competitive, like the Falcons, okay? Bad teams, non-competitive. Don't worry about it. You're you going to beat them down. You play them, you're going to beat them down. The Broncos yeah. are a bad are a bad team that's competitive, so they'll win. You think they're, they're a seven bad and team? Ten. I do. You um, think the Broncos are a bad I think team? Yeah, yeah. Let me say it again. So yeah. not even like okay. So not even like a mirage. Like okay, they're not really no. a contender. They're probably going to be, no. you know, nine and eight or eight and nine. No, they're a bad team. How could you call? Why you call them a bad Seven team? Ten. Three. Oh, well, that's not bad. Okay, but. let's start here. Let's start here. You mentioned, and you said this really casually. I'm like, oh, oh wait, 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 wait. There's a speed bump there. There's a speed bump. Slow your car. 
So that nice car of yours now, or you go jack up the, you go jack up underneath. You said, hey, um, with the right quarterback, ooh, pause. They don't have the right quarterback. I like, I like Teddy Bridgewater. I like him. Oh, um, but we will not, not allow Teddy. We would not stand for Bridgewater slander. There will be no Bridgewater slander here. You realize? I didn't realize Teddy Bridgewater already is on his fifth team. So we ain't got to say slander. Well, yeah, we ain't got to call it slander. But a, a lot of teams have looked at him and said, you're a nice young man. I, I like what you're all about. But we're looking elsewhere. So wait, I think on. the Denver Broncos that, that will eventually do the same. Minnesota, wait, hold on. Min- Minnesota, yeah. the Jets uh-huh. for a second, but never really played with the Jets. The Saints is Drew Brees' backup and won games in New Orleans when Brees was hurt. The Panthers for Here one year. They have Jameis now. And they, they thought that Sam Darnold was an upgrade. Now he's in Denver and won the quarterback competition. Listen, okay, he's well-traveled. He Sam Darnold's he's an well upgrade. Traveled. But he, but he's what? Well, he might be. He might have been right on that. Hey, he he's hey, won hey, games hey, wherever he's been, and it, he also he also shouldn't even be playing. He also like the dude like his his knee was destroyed. He's one of the great comeback yeah. stories in the league. But great, this is not me being sentimental. It's, it's this is not me being sentimental. He is bit. not he is not the prototypical picture perfect quarterback that dreams are made of, and that's my point. And this is a some, I don't know who needs to hear this. But the perfect person for you ain't gonna always check all your boxes. Turn to somebody and say, take them as they are. <laughs> turn to somebody and say, turn to your neighbor. No, and, 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 say, and somebody say, lower your I standards. I ain't turning. He ain't turn turning to your to la- turn turn neighbor and say, lower your standards. Okay? Because I'm not ready to. He gets it done. He gets it done. He ain't talking. You ain't preaching to me. Broncos say we ain't lowering our standards. We're gonna get through this year, and we hope there's a quarterback in the draft, and he's gonna be on this 16. One, two, three, four, five, 16. He, look, hey, man, he might. It's like in this. the meantime, tell- in the meantime, they go. Do not sleep on Denver. Maybe they don't make the playoffs. It's a lot to ask for. You know, three teams to come out of the AFC West, given you know what the AFC North in particular looks like. You know, I don't know about the South or, or the East at this point. How many teams they will put in? But it may not be a playoff team, but they're not. A, I, we, we part company where it's like they're a bad team. That's 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 too hey. much. That's too yeah, much. You, you can lower your stand. Hey, some people out there saying you can lower your standards if you want. I'm waiting on I'm waiting on interest. I'm, I'm waiting on the next interest. <laughs> you go ahead. I'm sorry. Life's too hard to be lowering standards. Clock situation just to the end was was different. I've never had a clock go off the board on me um, like that. So, you know, the second down, you know, we're we're trying to you know chip away and just get a shorter shorter field goal. And so we we were we were in an attempt to uh, a third down play and then kicking on fourth was the time frame we were in 17 seconds I think. So we were right on the threshold. You know, we get into these two minute drills. You have thresholds: one minute, three, 30 seconds, 17 seconds. So we were right at the threshold there of our operation and. So we had a, we had a personnel, um, you know, uh, you know, one of our players came off that, you know, shouldn't come off, and just communication there. So then, we were just going to run it down. But the the clock I was watching uh, went off the board, 
and then the, you know, Claude Kellen had, uh, I think he said a camera, he, he got blocked by a camera guy. So the communication was great from up top, and you know, and obviously you want to you want to call that timeout between three, you know, three and four seconds. Um, I haven't the first freaking idea what that means, but okay, exactly. I, I like Mike McCarthy, exactly. and I, and I, and I yeah. like what Charles Robinson had to say about it on Yahoo. Uh, sports in his column, uh, Charles, who's you know one of the most positive guys I know, uh, definitely looked at the bright side and saw this as something of a of a of a example of the Cowboys. Dare I say, it, character and chemistry that they were able to beat a talented Chargers team on the road, and Greg Zerline in particular saved the day and save Mike McCarthy from being skewered uh, even more than he is being skewered right now. Like I mean, right. you know. Everybody that watched that was like, what the hell are you doing? They could have, I mean, to leave it on Zerline to kick a 56-yard field goal. I mean, this could be a completely different 56. conversation today, Charles, but 50, it's not. 56. 56, 56 y'all. 56. Back, back surgery. Yeah. the last week. 56. So, uh, Charles, expound on that why you felt like this, you know, in spite of all the confusion at the end of the game, this could actually be something of a watershed moment for the Cowboys. Well, first and foremost, I was looking forward to Mike's explanation of what happened there because, you know, you have – it's funny because, like, Tony – even Tony Romo is sitting there like, what are they doing? <laughs> like, what are they – they could have had, you know, <laughs> multiple other opportunities here. And then I listened to what Mike said, and I must have listened to that clip four or five times trying to determine exactly how Mike was trying to explain it. And the one thing I couldn't get over was you knew you were going to run it with to- Tony Pollard at that point. So the second he gets tackled, don't you just call the timeout right then? Like, it, what? why do you need yeah. to know exactly what you're, hey, we want to get to 17 or we have plans, you know, at these certain second markers? You know you're running it to the middle of the field. Call the timeout, and then you don't have to worry about the personnel groupings. You don't have to worry about the clock, you know, off the field. You don't have to – I don't know. It was, as you said, had Greg Zerline, who, by the way, has a history of back problems um, – not come in and kicked a Greg Zerline of like three or four years ago field goal, like, you know, Legatron field goal. We're talking mm-hmm. about Mike McCarthy, potentially talking about Mike McCarthy this week going, okay, you're 0-2. What the hell happened there? Remember how, you know, you had clock management issues in Green Bay, all these different things. Instead, you know, they walk off with a win. You get the, you know, Greg Zerline had a rough week the first week. He bounces back this this week and, and saves the day. You're without two starting defensive ends, including Demarcus Lawrence with a broken ankle. Um, Micah Parsons, who's an exquisite linebacker as a rookie, he's been a great draft pick for them. Had to flex the defensive end. Your right tackle Lyle Collins, who was going to be responsible for Joey Bosa in this game, um, suspended for five games. Um, Michael Gallup's down. Uh, for a month I guess to me the, the positive was in in past scenarios maybe under Jason Garrett you know this is this is a moment where they fall apart and they go well you know superior team you're on the road even though it was basically your crowd on the road um, in SoFi uh, this is just the same old Cowboys where, where they really need to turn something around in a moment that's dire something fails them and and you know even the special teams for the last few seasons has been a question um, in terms of the, the clutch moments when they absolutely needed that kick. Now you got this guy who comes in and changes the narrative. So I think if you're Dallas, you walk out of there going, Hey, Dak played pretty well when we needed him that last drive, 
he took us, I think it was like 11 plays and 49 yards or whatever, and probably could have taken them further had the clock management not been botched by the coaching staff mm-hmm. and gotten them even closer. I felt like that last drive and the way they used Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott, the way that you know Terrence Steele filled in um, at right tackle. Zach Martin, by the way, I, he's probably the best offensive lineman in football. I've never seen a guy who can take um, an, an, an offensive scheme from the opener not being there with COVID to week two. Um, now, granted, you know, Vita Vea wasn't there, you know, in the middle of the line for the Chargers, but still, Zach Martin was crushing guys. I mean, it was a, it was a blocking clip. And he may very well be the best offensive line in football at guard, no less. Yeah. All right. So, so Charles, I, I need to go back to Mike McCarthy here for a second. This is really, I mean, this disturbed me. It always disturbed me. Uh, okay. What he said didn't quite curl. It, it, it just didn't curl. All right. So when coaches tell players to be prepared for anything. So if if, uh, if you got if you're slipping on the turf, make sure you got an extra pair of cleats. If uh, if, if you're if there's crowd noise, you got to be ready, be ready to deal with that. Don't coaches have to be prepared for this situation? Is it a headset situation where somebody else in upstairs has to say, hey, Mike, what are we doing here? Uh, I I just feel like that's inexcusable. Like, nobody wants to hear what Mike McCarthy said after the game. Now, we listened to it because they won it. But losing the game and falling to 0-2, I just think it's inexcusable. It would have, no, it would have, the entire tenor of the week would have been changed. You know, that was, if they are 0-2 this week, he's getting crushed. And and really, it's funny because you can even look at the snapshot on Twitter. Look at social media just in the little four-minute span that kind of covered that last couple minutes, you know, really the last minute of that game, and he's getting destroyed. And then Greg Zerline hits this, you know, immaculate field goal, and then all of a sudden it's sort of like, well, okay, we'll lay off a little bit. Like, I'll give you a good example. Clarence Hill, Chili, love him. Chili's my guy, okay, Um, covers the the Dallas Cowboys for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram. Chili's mm-hmm. piece was mm-hmm. this super positive, hey, Dak Prescott, this is what you paid him <laughs> for. Like, and I get it. Like, I totally understand that. But I'm going to tell you right now, if they don't make that field goal, Chili's writing something different. Oh, he, he, you know, oh, this uh, uh, Clarence will roast him. Clarence, <laughs> yeah. Clarence, Clarence won't hesitate to roast him. He, he, he not res- res- Speaking of getting roasted and Twitter and things that people don't want to hear to Urban Meyer, I don't know who thought it was a huh. good idea. Woo. On week two, <laughs> After they lose to the Broncos to post, hang in there with us. We're going to get better. The one thing about Jacksonville in the 904, go to sleep knowing there's not going to be any group working harder to get this thing flipped. I don't know if this is like if he if he called up Tim Tebow and said, Hey Tim, what do you think? Like, could, you know, can you workshop this with me? I don't know what it is, but like you want to talk about something backfiring. Um, I, I tried to be positive about Jackson, but I know young young teams, young quarterbacks in particular, have growing pains. I get it. Um, but now I'm wondering, was is their roster just that bad? Which, sidebar, I didn't believe it to be, but who am I? Or are they just poorly prepared and poorly coached slash the culture in Jacksonville is just not conducive to them being more competitive? than they've been against Houston and Denver, not exactly world beaters. Oh, man. Um, I think there's I think there's a lot there. I, I don't think it's like one thing. I know it's easy to point at Urban, 
because he's the guy at the forefront, and Irvin's made a lot of mistakes up until this point. But the offense wasn't and he's functioning. He's a now. He's an easy target. Easy target, right? Absolutely. And then you know you go through the mess with USC where he gets asked that question, and even the way he answered that, he's kind of staring at his feet. You know the, his demeanor, the way he answered that. You're just like, dude, come on, man. What are you doing? Like, it's staring into the camera. Be commanding. Be this guy that you were sold as, which is this program builder, the culture builder. And so far, the program and culture build is not, it's just not there. That presence that Urban carried at Ohio State. And and I think he's still bridging a couple of different things in Jacksonville in that you can't run a chaos program in the NFL. You can run that at Florida. You can run it at Ohio State because you can manage it and everyone listens to you. But you get to the NFL level and players will question you. Personnel people will question you. Reporters will question you. There's no sacred lambs in the NFL, okay? And so he's getting, you know, he's getting the sharp end of the stick at every turn right now. But the but I think what is complicating this and making it worse is that you have a guy in Trevor Lawrence who um, he's had moments, but by and large, I feel like Trevor has you can cut up a few throws here and there each game and go, okay, this, this looks special. This is the guy, this is a great throw. That's a great throw. But there's also a lot of big misses. Um, what he went 34 and two at Clemson. He's already, you know, got, mm. he's matched his career college total loss in two weeks in Jacksonville and none of them, n- neither game has been close. Neither game's really been one where you thought the offense had it together. I think a good example, like, let me give you an example. Their running back situation, James Robinson, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing with this guy? Because you're not really utilizing him out of the backfield the way that he was last year. You're not utilizing him as a running back. Is Carlos Hyde your guy? I understand you lost Travis Etienne. I get that. But to not have it, at the very least, particularly with a rookie quarterback, not have the mindset of, hey, we got at least, let's let's take some heat off him. Let's make sure we're running the ball. Let's balance this out a little bit and not put it on his shoulders. Because I feel like they're already doing that with Lawrence. It's sort of like he has to play hero ball already and be perfect already to kind of keep Jacksonville competitive. And that's not happening. So um, he is smart. I think in if, if the design of, as you said, taking to social media is to sort of look outward and say, Hey, no one ever respects Jacksonville stick with us. It's us against them and try to turn this into, you know, battening down the hatches in Jacksonville and no one ever gives us an opportunity. That's great, but you better hope everybody in Jacksonville is on board with this. And I already kind of am seeing people go, uh, you know, it seems like the fans are like, man, I don't know. Like, is this, is this just, is this just wrong? Like, why is nothing working here? Um, it's, uh, it, we, uh, Urban's going to be like this weekly thing we can talk about. I don't think this yeah. is going to get better. I don't see anything in the first two weeks that makes me look like the preseason wasn't real and the preseason was awful. Yeah, it was. And I, and I try to be optimistic, but it's getting harder and harder. And if nothing else, just read the room. Um, hey, uh, let's do this like we usually do on Mondays with you, man. It's just too much to cover in, in, one, in yeah. one block. Let's go ahead and take this break, uh, reset top of the hour as we like to do around here, and then uh, and pick it up later. You can settle something between us when it comes to the Ravens and the Chiefs. Plus, we want to get into like, the teams that that are doing well with unexpected people at the quarterback position. So Charles Robinson gonna stick around with us. Let's see. And let's see. Let's see how Mike Smith asked the question. Let's see if you ask a nice Sawatsky question. Make it lean. Make it neutral. So Charles Robinson doesn't know where you stand. 
Patrick, your thoughts on the, on your last uh, offensive drive that you know turned into a turnover? Yeah, we uh, we got in the we got in the field goal range pretty quickly there, uh, and then we were just we were pretty much just trying to get down as close as we could to let Bucker uh, kick the field goal, and the dude made a good play. He was getting blocked. He threw his hand out and hit the hit it directly on the ball. So I mean. Um, we were executing. They made a they made a play, and you lose games when teams make plays like that at the end of games. Uh, all right, Mike, uh, Charles, want to talk about last night? And Charles, what did you see? Kansas City, Baltimore, Lamar Jackson going to the game. Owen three versus the Chiefs. They got a win last night. What is the significance? of that win? Um, well, I think there's significance on both ends. You know, I think for, let's start with Kansas City. Um, you better figure out what you're doing running the football. I mean, Clyde Edwards, Elair, we've been waiting, you know, now for, for him to click in and be the guy. Um, they skinny down the roster um, behind Patrick Mahomes in terms of that backfield fully committing to him. And frankly, it was a bad fumble. Like it really was. There was no way to really get around it. Ball gets punched out, but I, again, I think that in that situation, knowing what they were positioning themselves to do, you cannot fumble in that scenario. And if he doesn't fumble in that scenario, this is sort of like the Cowboys situation. We'd be having a whole different conversation again about how, well, Lamar Jackson made these mistakes. Um, you know, he was good, but just not good enough. Could not quite come back and, and beat Pat Mahomes. And, oh, by the way, don't ever give Pat Mahomes time at the end of the game. Instead, Elair fumbles and – it, it, it almost like we it, that becomes the greatness of Lamar's moment, and that, and then picking up the the one yard on fourth and one, which I thought f- from a flip side, um, I think Lamar from a mental standpoint, it has to feel really good to have gone what I think zero and three against against Patrick Mahomes and and the Chiefs, and to fail, and this time not only come back. Um, not only come back in a fashion where it was very much Lamar Jackson, who was, who was carrying everything. He was the guy who was finding the creases. I don't know that I wanted to see him continue to play like this, the, the, the balance of his career, but then also have that moment where it was interesting that John Harbaugh called it out where he had to know cameras would see him to say, Lamar, do you want to go for it on fourth and one? There's a lot of layers. It takes stones to make that call, less so because you're, it's fourth and one, more so because you just did it for the world to see. You just asked your quarterback a question for which there's only one answer. Lamar could only answer that one way. Yes, of course. Like, because if he says no, like, nah, everything is... <laughs> yeah, right, right. There's only one answer to that question. He puts it out there on blast for everybody in the world to see, which probably should have been a more private moment between him and his quarterback. And he set Lamar up for this situation where if there's a fumbled center snap, if there's anything else that goes wrong in that scenario, now people are now looking at Lamar and sharing (laughs) what should have been a coach decision at that point. But the flip side is it pays off big when, you know, he picks up two yards and, and seals the deal. So, you know, I think it's somewhat meaningful for both teams, but again, I, I, I want everybody to just hold back here and say it's week two. Um, the chiefs still have not figured out how to not only stop, I think the run, but also design a Jordan rules package just for Lamar Jackson, which I think it's pretty clear. They need to do that. They need to design a defense that you don't yeah. employ against any other team really, except for Lamar Jackson. 
And you could add this to, you know, the legend of Lamar with him running to the bathroom and running back out to save the day. You know? <laughs> um, and listen, for yeah. a while, it's not just the Chiefs. It's not just the playoffs, but also deficits is something that he has not made. Uh, right. a not a comeback. He has not been a career. comeback guy. Yeah, right. Exactly, exactly. So um, moving now to the Panthers. And the reason I want to focus on the Panthers is Sam Darnold in particular, because Charles, you've obviously been all over uh, teams that were uh, in hot pursuit of Deshaun Watson in the offseason. And the Panthers were at the front of the line because David Tepper did not believe that he had a true franchise quarterback. He just had somebody else's old franchise quarterback that Mm -hmm. they decided to discard. Uh, I'll spare you the trash treasure, uh, you know, old saying here. But I'm wondering, you know, it's just two games, but Sam Darnold's mm. look really solid and just wondering if, if he's giving them pause about whether or not they may have been fortunate enough to find their guy on the scrap heap as, as opposed to having to give up the world to get him. Long season. Long season. A lot of people felt good about Gardner Minshew. <laughs> two games into the, into the year last year, mm-hmm. thought Gardner Minshew could potentially... Including um, Mike, you know, including be, Mike be, Smith. The, be the savior. I look, I'll say this about Sam. His career. Um, it, it's it's uh <laughs> all right, I love it. This is good. We're gonna, we're gonna revisit Gardner Richie. I didn't I didn't know that was a thing on this show, but it is. I like that. Um it's a long story. All right, it's a long so, story. I'll, so, I'll, I'll tell you so, privately. <laughs> so, 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 so Sam Darnold, look, after the Jets dealt him, um you know, I had a chance to talk to someone in the front office, and I and I gave them every opportunity to do what a lot of teams do and make out like, hey, we just got this big steal, and you know, he, you know, kind of remember Joe Douglas. It wasn't his draft pick. I mean, he could have, you know, thrown dirt on the kid, and and the front office there was like, no, you know, he has ability. They're like, he he has, but this is there are a couple of things happening here that have to develop in his game. Number one, mentally, he's been broken. The front office felt like that's partially our fault here because he got hit a lot. We did not protect protect him well enough. And then Adam Gase was not really a good fit for how we wanted to Sam how we wanted Sam Darnold to grow. Mm-hmm. And um, interestingly enough, when you kind of went through it, he was very much a first read quarterback when he was with the Jets. It was like he'd lock onto the first read, and then if it didn't work out, things went really poorly for Sam Darnold. He was not getting to second and third reads. I think part of that was because he was getting hit so much. Part of that was because, you know, he kind of said the whole, you know, I'm, I'm seeing ghosts out there, that whole I'm thing. Seeing ghosts, I yeah. think, yeah, I think that was real. And so when I went through Carolina, I went into a practice where they were preparing to go on uh, to do joint practices with the Colts, sort of a bridge practice. Um, the defense looked great. Sam looked bad. He looked bad in the practice I was in. And afterward, I had a chance to sit down with someone um, in the front office and I said, Hey, <laughs> like, is this, has this, how this been, is, is this how this has been going? Like, have I just missed something here? And he said, no, no, no. It was a bad practice day. He said, he's, he is showing us the ability. And we brought up, we talked in length at length about the second, third read stuff. And he said, no, he's getting there. We're seeing him start to process things and, and be calm and not, you know, make throws too early, let yeah. things develop a little bit. And I was, I walked out going, all right, we'll see. You know, I really had a lot of faith in that defense. And I really had a lot of faith in Brian Burns and a lot of things I was seeing. But I was like, I have no clue whether or not this is true about Sam Darnold. Two games in, yeah, he looks like he's starting to do some things. You know, the, the rollout um, in, in yesterday's game, you know, he's rolling out. You're seeing him, you know, 
create space for himself between himself and the defense to Ability manipulate things a little bit. has never been an issue. The dude right. got wheels. The dude can make crazy throws. He just needed to get out of New York. It was a funky situation. I'm not going to say I told you so, and I'm not going to it's too early for regrets. Not even one letter. But nonetheless, he, I think he's going to join a long list of quarterbacks who go to a different situation and become a different quarterback altogether. But you mentioned that Panthers defense, and Jameis Winston got a face full of that Panthers defense yesterday. Now, they were down, what, eight coaches because of COVID protocol, five starters from week one. If you think I'm ahead of myself, I'm getting ahead of myself today, Charles. You should have seen me last week after Jameis threw five touchdowns. I, I'm pretty sure Jameis, though, is, is somewhere between – I'm going to go out on a limb. Go out on a limb. He's somewhere between five touchdown passes and what we saw yesterday. Yes. He's somewhere yeah. in the middle. Yes. <laughs> is it safe He's, to say? But, but seriously, yes. what happened yesterday? The five, the five touchdown passes, particularly with the passing yardage, you know, I mean, it was like we had like 140 passing yards in week one. I mean, like, yeah, whatever the number was, it was, ridic- it was ridiculously low, barely got touched. We talked about that last week. And I think I said last week, like, we're going to find out really truly more about him when when he has a four second what happened this week he had a four second he got hit he looked uncomfortable they, run the ball. they could not run the ball alvin Kamara, i think got, you know 12 touches um including like four catches which is just you know it's yeah they they nothing was functioning on offense and so to me i think i'm with you i think the reality is he's not what week one is he's really not what week two is he's going to be somewhere in the middle there now the ultimate question is is he closer to week one or is he closer to week two and now what can you know sean payton do to yeah that was bad what what can sean payton do to to adjust him that was that was a tampa pick right that's what we remembered seeing in tampa when he was uncomfortable and that's the problem Um, and honestly that's the problem when he has uh, when he throws bad passes when he turns it over when he struggles immediately want to say, oh, there's Jameis being Jameis. There's Jameis Jamising it. I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying you're saying that, but I think even subconsciously, Charles, it's like, oh, see? Yeah, he, right. he, some waiting. things never change. He was right. under pressure. Every highlight we just showed just now, and that's just a couple, he was, he was avoiding free rushers. He was under pressure. Most quarterbacks, if they're playing from behind and they're forced to pass and the defense can pin their ears back, that's what you're going to get is bad throws. You're going to get turnovers. And so maybe he does need to be able to lean on the running game and lean on the defense more than he was able to do yesterday. Yes, they have to be. Look, they have to be able to run the football. Be Like, you know, Michael Thomas is very important for this team. Okay. It's still, I believe, an offense that when it was at its best, even with Drew Brees, it was streamlined through Alvin Kamara. Michael Thomas was on the field. Um, and, you know, again, you, when you when you look at, them being down, the number of starters, the, the coaches, the COVID outbreak amongst the coaching staff, that all impacts things. It does. Like, there's no way you can get around that. So it's it's a, you know, we probably were overboard on them in week one with the lack of pressure. We're probably going overboard in week two, expecting the failure that we ultimately saw unfold in Tampa. Um, there's time now to work to work with Janus, and they're – Again, health is going to matter. Michael Thomas getting back into the fold is going to matter for this team. But I'll also say this. Carolina's defense is for real. That's not going away. They're going to be one of the better right. defenses moving forward. They're talented. Tampa, Tampa Bay, you know, um, Tom Brady Tom is playing. I don't even know how to describe what is going on with this dude anymore. And they're going to have to put up points to stick with, you know, Tampa Bay with uh, inside the division. So, you know, maybe Atlanta, <laughs> at least you got Atlanta, I guess. Um, it's, 
he's going to have to figure this out. And, and, and Sean Payton's going to have to figure out how to make him comfortable um, getting hit and, and finding the right reads, maybe shortening it in certain scenarios. Um, and the one thing I would worry about going from Breeze to Jameis is that long ball and this idea that, okay, well, now we can just unleash it because now we have a quarterback who can throw it, who has the arm to put it down there like that. You don't want Jameis going back into that gunner mentality that he had in Tampa where Bruce Arians is like, yeah. hey, man, no risk it, no biscuit. And then Bruce was like, whoa, okay, maybe I should not have done that. <laughs> like, this was the wrong <laughs> dude to play. Yeah. yeah, he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, all these like other quarterbacks. Oh, like, Bruce Arians had all these other Hall of Fame quarterbacks where he could have that mentality. And then this kid's, like, right. turning it over nuts. Now he's like, okay, that was a, that was a wrong thing to say here. Yeah. Now, now you see the offense at its extreme. Oh, I didn't know it could go that far left, man. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, bro. Right. Uh, yeah, that's not that's not really what I had in mind. But let me ask you this, man. And speaking of that, a lot of turnovers. Now, yesterday, yesterday, Zach Wilson had himself a day. You want to talk about some bad turnovers? I, out of the four, uh, three of them were pretty just awful. I mean, just awful turnovers. So, yeah. Zach Wilson. Young quarterback, franchise savior, four interceptions. He saw a ghost. Sam Darnold saw a ghost. Now Darnold, only 24, 2-0. Is it too early to say, well, maybe the Jets should have followed Mike Smith's advice. Don't go for the quarterback at number two. Get you the best available player. Yep. Penny Sewell or somebody like that. And build around Sam Darnold. Is it too early to go that route? Um, I again, we're two weeks in. I here's what scares me about the situation with Zach Wilson. Um, if I were a coach and I went into New York and in, in, you know with the Jets, or if I was a, a general manager, I really like Robert Salah. I really like Joe Douglas. I think they're both success guys. They will have success in this league. The one, the one downside though of being in New York with the Jets. And I swear to God, no one ever understands it until they get in there and it really falls apart. I would never, ever take a quarterback and start him as a, as a rookie. I would just say, you know what, I don't care. Like, we're not starting him. I would talk to ownership and just say, this is not, this is not the team to start a rookie quarterback. This is not the market to start a rookie quarterback. There are maybe three or four markets in, in the United States like this where he will get devoured, where he will get eaten alive no matter what his skill set is, he cannot have a sustained period of failure, which is now what we've seen with Zach Wilson in in back-to-back games. Um, Some of it's on him because I think, you know, you play at BYU in a wide-open offense, you have an arm like he does, and again, I use that phrase hero ball. Guys in college have to learn. They will learn quickly. I can't do that here. Like I can't gun us back into this. I can't just put it up and throw it as hard as I can, as deep as I can and think someone's going to come up with it on the other end. Someone will, it's going to be the defense. Um, But look, Makai Becton's not playing hurt. Obviously Uh, that's not good for him. I think the skill positions around him are not still not fully fleshed out. Um, You know, I think the offensive line's still work in progress. There's just, I would almost look at Carolina. He, like Mike likes Darnold so much, and he likes Darnold's situation in Carolina. Well, let me tell you what Carolina did did right. Matt Rule and initially Marty Herney, then Scott Fitterer. The plan was, hey, let's let's just keep building out the the outside, and then we will stick 
the sun in the middle of the universe, but let's get the rest of it fixed first. We love the defense. Let's fix, you know, let's keep adding to that. We like these offensive pieces, the skill position pieces. Let's try to, try to figure out how we can tweak mm. the offensive line. Now we'll try with Sam and see if that works. And if Sam works great. And if not, we will have a fully fleshed out team to drop an Aaron Rodgers in or someone else um, later. I almost think that has to be the Jets like approach it. because quarterbacks, I feel, I feel awful for the kid that you, you get booed your second game out and, yeah. and that the fan base First turns on home, you. Right? Yeah, and, and they just but, have turned on him with a vengeance, and I don't think anyone can survive. There are very few quarterbacks listen, Ch- that could have been taken and survived that. Yeah. Well, Charles Robinson, uh, we'll end with this. All of the focus was not on uh, Zach Wilson yesterday. He wasn't the only Jet who struggled. I just want you to take a look at this. And you tell me, you watch this, and tell me that, that the running back position is about to be extinct. Tell me running backs uh, don't matter anymore. Just watch this. Give me your gut reaction. What do you think of this, Mike Smith? Charles Robinson. This ain't a video game. I don't want to tell you. This ain't like this ain't this ain't your backyard. I don't want to tell you what I think of it. You don't want to you don't want to know what what I think of it. Charles, you answer the question. No, you don't want to know what I think of it. It's it's irrelevant. It's immaterial and irrelevant what I think of it. You can't you can't um I mean, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. You can't have that many tackles. Embarrassing. And by the way, it wasn't it wasn't Derrick Henry, right? Like I mean there are some backs where you're like Marshawn, Derrick Henry like there are a couple of guys who are like, okay, they can drag folks, they can bounce off folks, and no, I mean that was that was that was terrible. And by the way, they absolutely did the right thing. I believe, truly believe, they did the right thing moving on from Jamal Adams, and and particularly for what they got, you know. But Jamal Adams is probably the type of player who, um, you know, you, you get the you get the right safety, you get the. Um, the right guy to step in the middle of something there. He stops a running back in that situation. But so, I don't know, man. So, hold, hold, it's... hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Charles, I, we got to know. Mike Smith, what are, you, what, what are you saying? What do you mean? I don't want to know what you think of it. What do you think of it? No, 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 no. You'll turn, you really turn down the tackle. You, you really want to have this conversation? Yeah, I do. I do. You really want to have this conversation? Yeah, I do. I, I, know what, I really I want to have it I want, I, want your, <laughs> I want your top Charles, of Charles, you don't want to have this conversation. Uh, you know? Okay. All right. No, All right. I, Listen, I, I try to be efficient with my commentary. I try to pick my spots. Okay. Here's what I think about it. I wish that were Ramondre Stevenson because the reason why I should have stayed away from fantasy football is this because is a fantasy all I can think about when I watch football now is I see I, I, Charles, it's your fault because you took an addict and you put me that you expose me back to this narcotic. Oh, and so I can't man. even enjoy the games now because I'm thinking about how Ramondre Stevenson wow. is inactive. I'm thinking I about completely... how bad my team looks. That's what I'm thinking about, Charles. So I don't want to watch Damian Harris. I'm not a Patriots fan. I don't want to watch Damian Harris go off when I overdrafted a dude that's had one a touch and one fumble and, and is inactive the next game. That's what I'm thinking about. So you ask, I, that's what's on my mind when I see that, Michael. Thank you very I, much. Thank well, you I, for I, poking at well, it. Mondays what. are miserable for me. Charles knows how. Charles, tell Michael how much work I put into remodeling my team this past week. I remodeled my team this past week, and I can't crack 100. Damn it. His entire roster already. Like, it's other than Travis Kelsey, I feel like he's 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 turned over his entire team. You're so impatient, bro. The season just started. You're telling everybody else. Hey, look, he tell everybody else. He come on TV. 
Tell everybody else, every other teammate, listen, it's two games. We can't overreact to it. But you overreacted after a game. I know it when I see it. Football. I know it when I what see game? it. What game? I know it when I see it. I, I, my no, my draft sucked. And my team is ass. Well, I knew that. And I needed I told you to that. move on from these players. <laughs> Both of y'all told me that. Both of y'all told me that. I might just, you know what? I'm going to just rename my fantasy team for the 10th time, Charles. My fantasy team name is ass. That's what I'm going to call it. That's just going to be the name of my team. By the way, because this way, is he, that bad. He is not being hyperbolic. He is literally renamed his team <laughs> I know, like I know. seven I or saw, eight times. Every I time I go in, I'm I like, couldn't believe yeah. it. I'm like, who is this new team? It looked like, you know what, Charles? <laughs> it looked like an auto draft. It looked like an auto draft roster from somebody oh. who really didn't. <laughs> Not even. Before. Not even. Auto draft would have done better. The auto draft would have done better. Oh. That's, that's a compliment. Auto, don't disrespect auto it draft. So bad. It was a terrible draft. I drafted are 16 you? players. I think I got seven or eight of them on the team still. Are, are you changing? Your, are you changing? For real, are you changing your team name because you're like, if I keep doing this, of course he will. It'll it'll keep people off, but they won't know it's me. Because if I keep changing it, I can hide. I can somehow no, hide my I'm identity. No, I'm doing it because I just need something to do. You have no idea how much I'm just scrolling, looking Mike, at rosters, Mike, including yours, Mike, trying to figure Mike, out what kind of trade I can listen, make. And I felt so Mike, good going into this. No, place. Mike. Mike oh is like God. Mike is like the Fletch of our league. He has a disguise for everything. Every 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 time you you log in, there's a new Mike's Mike's team's wearing a wig or it's in a doctor's coat. <laughs> what, is, what is the name, Doctor? It's Rosen. It's Rosen Rosen. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, oh I'm sorry, God. Mike. Uh, I'm sorry. I didn't I know did, that was gonna be a trigger. I told you you didn't want to but know. Hey, if this makes you I to, if this makes you feel better, I, we, we were talking about Reality. I told you to want to know. It's not Ramondre Stevenson's fault. It's a trifling coaching staff that punished him for a fumble that maybe didn't even happen. They should have. They should have replayed that. They should have challenged that. I'm not even sure he fumbled still, and they're holding it against him. I'm sorry, Mike. I hope. I hope the trades work out for you. Hope your buddy no, Charles Robinson will come through. Just listen and offer you a lifeline. For the record, I tried to take that in in into. Just talking about real football and keep it away from Mike and his open and his open wounds. But Michael Holly was like, "No, we're going there. We're gonna. This is what this entire yeah. thing was for." Monday. This was just, that, Yeah. Thank you, Charles. Yeah. Appreciate Bother, you that, for, for spending that, so much time was, with us. We can that, go to we can go to break now. I need to go. Was, I need that, to go collect myself. Go ahead, Charles. That Michael Holly. That was Joe Pesci walking into the empty room, going, "Oh, I'm, I'm getting made today." <laughs> No, you're not getting made. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Bruh, like Mondays are miserable for me. I hate Mondays. It just affects my mood way too much. Thanks a lot, Charles. I was minding my own business. Hey, you want to come back in the Super League? Now I'm like driving myself crazy trying to crack 100 points. Are you oh, are you in last place in the entire league? Are you in last place? Entire no, league? Fewest no, points? I'm owing oh, I'm owing two and I'm tr- I'm trash. Listen, if I'm in it, I'm in it to win it. If I, I don't play to play. I'm not do- I'm not here to donate my money to Charles in the game. I'm here to win. And <laughs> I, I got no oh. shot of winning. I got no by shot. By the way, by the way, he hasn't paid yet, so <laughs> He's not donating anything. Yet. You know I'm oh, good for it. Why, why, you, why you got to put that out in public like that? Yeah, right. why, why you got to say that? Oh. You know I'm good for it. Pay the man. Really? He's in arrears. Pay the man. Come on. You hold up the lead. Zell. You hold up. No, he using Zell, and I, I, I use Venmo and PayPal. 
I got the point. I got not even to, is to get the the point is to get the money back. The point I, 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 is you hope I'm loaning you the money to get it back. That's I got the, that's, banned. That's the idea. This is a true story. I got banned from PayPal and and now I'm banned for life. <laughs> Legitimately, I'm banned. That's why we don't have PayPal this year. Tell me that story when I call you later to try to beg you to yeah. make a trade with me, okay? I'm not going to. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not. Thank you, Charles. That one out. All right, guys. Take care. All right. See you later, man. High snap. Put down. It is gone! No, he it's missed it. Good. Are you kidding me? He missed it right. He missed it right. Are oh, my heavens. Oh, my. This. He missed it right. What a gut punch to a team. Ball that play after play toward the end fought its way back. Oh, missed it by like a foot. Yeah. Man, you can't miss oh, that call, oh, right? How you gonna miss that call? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wait Talk for the about officials. what if. Wait for the officials. Wait, but take well the Vikings have too much practice with that. But uh talk about what if. Kyler Murray is an MVP conversation two weeks in for whatever it's worth. What kind of conversation we have it if the Vikings actually make that field goal and win the game? Kyler, your touchdown celebration, was that just a yoga pose or was yeah, that not a chance? That's why I was just talking to those guys. I was like, I've never watched Star Wars before, so I don't it I, I didn't you know, I got to my phone, I see people talking about baby Yoda for like I had no clue what that was. You know, I, I wasn't intending to do that because of that. Um but yeah, I've never watched Star Wars before, so I don't know. It's too long, too long, too long. <laughs> oh, man, these kids. I mean, well, needless to say, uh, the force is strong with this one. Uh, or strong in you, the force is. Uh, more there accurately. There you go. There it um, is. Uh, this dude nice. is, seriously, he's the one. He, he, he is as exciting a player as there is in the NFL right now. And he might want to add a zero to his jersey number because he's dropping some serious dimes left and right. Uh, we always knew he could run around. We always knew he could buy time. But he is throwing the football. And you, you know what, Michael? You know what? I'm, let me take this opportunity to say this. Uh, we have fun saying I told you so and breaking our right. arm, patting ourselves on the back from time to time. Yes. This is, and I, and I remember, I, you know, I remember the bad takes of mine because they're so few and far between. Uh, I remember my really, really bad takes, stuff that I really wish I could have back. You know what I mean? I was so adamant that Steve Kime and the Cardinals were doing the wrong thing. A year mm. after drafting Josh Rosen in the top 10, taking another quarterback number one overall, when they ain't even give Rosen a chance, I felt like. And obviously, we've seen that Rosen hasn't been able to stick on anywhere else, and they have a superstar in the making in Kyler Murray. That's one of the talking about swings and misses. That's one of the biggest misses right. in my career in commentary in saying how wrong they were because they knew, like, hey, Rosen, we took a quarterback, but this guy's different. This guy's special. But I know the story here for but you. you know I'm guessing mine? the story here for well, you well, is yeah. really about the fact that he hasn't seen Star Wars because I know that's your that's your that's your John. That's your that's that's your joint yeah. right there. Like you, I'm a Marvel guy. You're you're a Star Wars guy. You're you're a Star Wars guy. Yeah. I'm a Marvel guy. You, I, I know that that hurts you to your core. Hearing him say that, I'm telling you. Um, and you know why I'm a Star Wars guy? I'm a Star Wars guy because of my son. So look, 
I, I remember when it came out, uh, I wasn't the Star Wars head as a kid, like some of my classmates were, like some of my buddies were. It was cool. You know, what was that? What's that little thing called? Um, it's not a flute, a little cheap. It's a cheap flute. What's it called? Uh, recorder. Okay, a recorder. Oh, recorder. We had to play uh-huh. on the recorder. We had to play the Star Wars theme on the recorder in fourth grade. Now I'm dating myself. It's all right, though. Uh, God is good. So, uh, uh, so Star Wars was a big part of my childhood, but I wasn't really into it. But my boys, I don't know where they got it from. They are mm. seriously, they got into Star Wars big time. They know story. They know backstories. They've seen all of them, mm. not just the mainstream started with episode four and then going forward. No, they've seen it all. They know what they've everything means. They know all the planets. Right. They had, yeah. Mike, like some families had Dr. Seuss books. We had these Star Wars books for kids. I would read it to them. They would just pick out Star Good Wars stuff. stuff. So really, they were into it. But with Kyler Murray, I'll say this. Dude's a Jedi. Don't beat He's yourself up. Don't beat yourself up for that take. Why? Because sometimes NFL general managing and head coaching is not as complicated as we make it. You just gave the motto talking about fantasy football that applies to real life football. And that is when you're talking about your terrible team, which will rightfully be called ass. Uh, you talk about your terrible team. <laughs> you said you know it when you see it, right? I think that's what Steve Kime saw with Josh Rosen and then yeah. looking at Kyler Murray on tape. Yeah. Okay. He ain't got it. <laughs> yeah. I hope. I hope ownership. I hope I can go to ownership and say, um, 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 see what had happened was, uh, yeah, yeah, this guy's better, even though we just drafted the franchise quarterback last year. Kyler Murray is a he's a mold breaker because of his size, his athletic ability. And I want to say wide receiver of the program. It is not Jamar Chase, but it's our guy. Remember talking to Rondell Moore? In the draft, when oh, we yeah. talked about him, oh, yeah. talked with him before the draft. Oh, yes. What yes. an impressive yes. guy. And I remember you yes. saying, hey, some team, you won't be waiting long. Some team is going to draft you and they're going to be happy to have you. I think he graduated in three Dude, years. It was the truth that He was very, it was the truth. very organized, like 77, yeah. no, he's, 77 he's, he's yards. Oh, that's what you were talking about yesterday. earlier. Yeah. So, look, um, yeah. we got some more company coming up. I got to get, before we go to break, though, I got to say this. I got to say this because, you know, Kyler was talking about his Yoda or I guess meditating since he doesn't know about Star Wars end zone celebration, which came from Chandler Jones calling him baby Yoda. In case you don't know the context, I would trade the NFL. Speaking of fantasy, speaking of transactions, I would trade the NFL all the group choreographed end zone celebrations in exchange for them taking back this whack point of emphasis about taunting. It's not a no, it's not a taunting point of emphasis. It's a talking point of emphasis. You can't say Jack right now without getting a call and it ain't taunting. That's football. I would love for them to ask the, the aggrieved the players like are your feelings hurt? Did you take offense to that? Because if not go sit down and shut up somewhere with this taunting stuff and stop telling me it's about the kids. Okay. I want my like. I don't, if, if somebody gets in my kid's face, well, you know what? You should have stopped them. You should have covered them better. You shouldn't. Have, you shouldn't have got the business. Play better defense, and you won't right. get in your face. I don't know whose kids they're so worried about. Not mine. 
I have no problem with somebody spinning the ball. I have no problem with somebody doing an incompletion sign in their face. That's football. That's the way the game is supposed to be played. It is an emotional game. These are grown men. That, stop being long, so soft. They don't stop that. Capital T. That's right. Stop it. That's not taunting. Like I know you talk about knowing when you see it. I know taunting when I see it. That's not taunting. That's football. Grown ass men out there telling them not to talk trash, not to get in people's face. Get out of here. He Jesus, the stay out of this Broncos business. Get out of here. Yeah. Dude, you're spinning the ball and you're getting a flag for this? This is going too far. This point of emphasis. No, stop it. Okay? Little league, high school, hey. college, they should be doing it too. Talk trash all day long. Dance, flex. It's fun. It's football. It's not foot, the NFL, not for the, the, the not, no flag league. Or, it's no fun. No, too many flags. Way too many flags. I'm going to stop watching you. the game. I'm with you. And I hate fantasy and I hate talking. Whole, That's my mood today. And, and I hate, and you know what else I hate? You said it. I hate the, well, what about the kids? That line <laughs> just drives me catch. Okay, so we think about the kids. So next time we talk about ad rates for the Super Bowl and we go back and forth, like, okay, but what did the kids say? Okay, I, I know I know your target audience, but how about the kids? What will the kids think? We talk about ratings. What will the kids think? Nobody's thinking about them. Nobody's checking for the kids. The National Football League is not, oh, wait a minute, controversy. It's not for kids. Primetime television is not for kids. Send your kids to bed. Okay? It's not for kids. False dude, cool. And, it, and, right back to the and if your kids have questions, if your kids have questions about it, I don't know. Talk to your kids. Talk to kids about it and explain it. But you can't have a taunting rule and say, we have this rule because we don't want the kids to get the wrong idea. Talk to your kids. I don't know. I don't know who who decided this is a point of emphasis this year, but they need to like revisit it. They overcorrect. They did the same, they do the same thing with the quarterbacks. They overcorrect. Like, oh, point of emphasis? Okay. Anytime somebody says something, flag. Anytime somebody looked the wrong way, flag. It's like, nah, man. Enough. What I think, and I'm sure the other guys feel the same way, is I think we could do better. I really do, and I, I think we have the opportunity, the, the way that the games are flowing and the opportunities we're getting with the ball, we have even more opportunities. So, been a little loose with the ball. Um, you know, some penalties at different times that have, that have uh, you know, knocked us out of some scoring drives. You know, some missed throws that I've had, some misreads. Um, certainly wish I had made a few better throws tonight. Um, but again, good to get the win. We're two and zero, and there's a lot to build on. And um, you know, just good to to beat a division opponent. And um, you know, we got to go on the road against a really good team, good team next week. Michael, that's why Brady's gonna play forever. He reminds me of that Black Thought line from "Don't Say Nothing." You see the masterpiece, but but to me, it's unperfected. Like it don't matter how many touchdown yeah. passes he throws. On top of the games in a row, he threw a four or five touchdown pass. He's still chasing perfection. Incredible. And he hasn't aged a day, both in terms of his appearance and performance. The dude doesn't age. And you know who knows a lot about not aging? Rob Parker looked exactly the same. The legend Rob Parker from Deadspin, from FS1, co-host of the Odd Couple with our other brother from another, Chris Broussard. Damn it, Rob, you look exactly the same as the day we met. So here we are. It's like an NABJ meeting. Rob Parker <laughs> is here with us. Uh, <laughs> I know you always good for Tom Brady takes. 
Uh, well, like, first, how do you explain first, this man? Go ahead. I'm going to say, first, I want to say two of my favorite people, and I've known you guys for, like, your entire career. Very proud of you and all that. So I want to get that out there for real, for Appreciate real. You, you know legend. that. Yes, Thank we, we all go back together, and I, and I love what you guys are doing on this show. But now let me stop this Tom Brady love fest because – this is the same quarterback who didn't even make it to the Pro Bowl when they announced it. You know why? Because he had a so-so season, and then the last four games, he played terrible teams like Atlanta twice, the Lions. He piled up touchdowns. Again, five touchdowns against a terrible Atlanta Falcons team. You know what? They're so terrible, I brought barbecue sauce to pour on their backs because that's what they are. They're nothing. They're awful, and we know this. So whenever Tom Brady beats up on bad competition, people go crazy. Oh, Tom Brady. Oh, oh my God. God. Did you see that? I hate to break it to you, but Warren Moon played until he was 44 in the NFL. Tom Brady's not the first quarterback to play until he was old and wretched, and I give him credit. He, he hooked on with a great team and a great defense. And somehow he lucked his way into another Super Bowl. How's that? Wow. I thought Michael wow. Holly was the biggest wow. hater on this show. Michael, <laughs> Michael Holly, like, no, damn, all the way out. That's hate coming from. <laughs> <laughs> Man, like, oh, I just want to hey, Rob Parker. Rob Parker, bring it in. Let, let me ask you uh, just, 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 a, just a half question here. It may be rhetorical, but you can answer it. Uh, how many MVPs did Warren Moon win in his 40s? How many MVPs did Warren Moon win at all? I, you, you can answer that because I have another one. No. Nah. You have an answer? Yeah, but my, my point is oh, no. it's not about that. All I'm saying is that okay. there have been guys right. who played in their 40s. So let's not act as if. But not Tom well. They played. They have not like this. Dave Craig played in his 40s. Dave we inventing the wheel. He great. Yeah, but I'm just saying, but guys are playing. And all, and, and take a look at his numbers. Just be honest Not with like you. this. Part the last four games, go look at the opponents he played against and the numbers he put up. He padded his stats at the end, and it made it look like he had a great season. Go back and look. He struggled against the Chicago Bears. He struggled against some of the other better teams, the Saints, teams that had good defenses. That's all I'm saying is I'm, okay. the numbers count. But let's no, not wait, get wait, crazy. Wait. That's with not the how, Tom Brady stuff. No, no, that's not all you said. Right. Now, that, that's not all you said. So, that's not all you saying. Because Mike, I need to, I, I need to make you aware of a Rob Parker quote, and I'm, and I'm probably going to have like 98% accuracy on this, if not 100%. Rob Parker once said, "Tom Brady is Lance Armstrong without the bike." That's the quote. He's a fraud. He said he's Lance Armstrong without the bike. So. Parker, do you want do you stand by that quote or do you rebuke that quote? Do you rebuke well, it? No, nobody's spirit? written the, nobody's written the book yet. And Mike, you know, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm ashamed of you for not digging enough with the Patriots. I want you to be the one to break the story about the cheating that went on during the Brady and Belichick era. We all know that that book is coming. That's the Lance Armstrong with the bicycle reference that one day we'll find out. We'll, we'll find out what really went on there. That's why people don't even uh, give so much credit to the Patriots. They should be beloved. They should be a team that people uh, respect and admire, but they don't because of the shenanigans that went on in Boston and people oh turned the other way. 
Everybody vilifies the Houston Astros, and everybody celebrates the Boston, uh, I mean, the New England Patriots. And you oh, know I'm wow. right. I, I, I know you my. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.